Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Kentucky High School Baseball Coaches Association podcast. I'm your host, Levi Bristow, and today we have Coach Stuart Dill on the phone, Henry County's head baseball coach, who's also the former 8th Region Coach of the Year back in 2016. And we had some battles a couple years ago, which was a lot of fun. He beat me once on a on a grand slam in the, and I believe it was top of the sixth inning, coach. I believe that's when it was, which is bottom of the sixth inning, I believe. Which bottom was, of six, yeah, yeah which is our place. Which is the best time to, you know, take the lead as the home team, as we all know. And yes. uh, and then we were fortunate enough to get him back, uh, back at our place. I think it was like five or six nothing, something like that. But who, who's keeping, who's keeping track? But anyways, yeah. we we have a great episode today. We're going to dive into all things talking about youth baseball. Also dive into a little bit about Coach Dill and his history as a coach, and because um, we have a lot of questions on email about asking about what we're looking for in high school baseball from the middle school development and the travel ball team. So, uh, Coach Dill, how are we doing today, man? Uh, we're doing great. Just got done working a boy-girl double bas- uh, basketball doubleheader. Um, I'm the assistant athletic director at Henry County as well, so it was my turn to cover the games tonight. Well, that's I know our athletic director loves doing those things, and uh, if there's any ads out there listening, which I know there's a couple. So I've heard from a couple of you. I want to give you a shout out for uh, for supporting the, uh, the high school coaches of Kentucky for baseball and all the other coaches. I know you all do for all the sports you all work. That's not an easy job. I know that for sure. But uh, so, coach, how long have you been in Henry County? Uh, this will be my sixth year coming up this season. I spent two years at Spencer County as an assistant coach prior to that, prior to getting the Henry County job. And I'll say one thing that, that's always stuck out to me as far as you, Henry County is you guys seem to win 20-something games every year. How do you do that? Um, I'll be honest with you. We've had some pretty good players come through the last couple of years. So I've been fortunate that I, I graduated six seniors last year, and four of them were four-year starters. So they had a little had a little bit of talent. So that always goes a long way. Um, part of it is we, we try to schedule some games that – you know, I try to do a lot of 50-50 games that I think teams were playing about even with us, and we've just come out on top in several of those last couple of years. Yeah, I I definitely remember that you all threw a lot of strikes. Um, was it Barry? Was that your pitcher, Barry, I believe? Uh, yes, we Jaden Barry, um, he actually – I've been watching, following him. He's he's at Shorter University at Division Two in Georgia right now, and he's um, – had two really good outings as a freshman so far. Nice. Yeah, he was a solid player, man. But also, you, I want to say you brought in another pitcher after him. It's almost just as hard. So you guys do anything as far as velocity development or anything like that? Um, we do a little bit of drive line. Um, we, I stole some things off the head of the curb podcast from Coach Tom Hill at Defiance High School um, where we do um, – uh, softball, baseball, tennis ball, kind of weighted ball, under, yes. overload, underload thing. Yep. Um, we because we're working on a budget as most high schools are, especially. So um, some weighted balls are expensive, but we have some drive line equipment, and we do the softball, baseball, tennis balls. And I, we've had some velocity jumps. Uh, the biggest thing for me was health because um, we're not a very deep team, so my pitcher's got to stay healthy for us to have a chance to win. And since we've started doing that, we've been fortunate enough to, not to have too many injuries. Man, that's so great you said that because I, I knew I listened to that podcast on Head of the Curve a long time ago because he called it a defiance curveball. Defiance curveball, and they do he does a lot of pitching stuff. It's uh, We do a lot of their curveball drills too. I really think a lot of their program, I've never been up there, but I've heard him speak on two or three different things. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's awesome. Yeah, I know they're, they're known for having 90-mile-an-hour pitchers, and, and that's something they developed a long time ago, so that's pretty awesome. 
It is. It is. It's it's good stuff, and it's worked for us. So we continue to do it. We we we're throwing the balls right now, actually. <laughs> nice, cool deal. Well, so let's go ahead and jump into our topic today as uh, youth baseball and some things we're looking for as far as as high school baseball coaches for middle school development. So I'll just start it off with you, Coach Dill. What are some things in Henry County? Do you guys have a lot of middle school players in your program? Um, well, actually, we're kind of a unique situation. Um, we actually, when I got the job, we didn't really have a middle school program. Um, we, uh, our seventh and eighth graders, some of them would come up and play some freshman ball and do things like that. But last year, I started a middle school program. It's kind of under my umbrella. Um, hired three really good coaches that I, that do a good job as far as developing players, teaching fundamentals, um, which I think is very important at that level. Um, and so I really haven't seen the big dividends from that yet, but um, they had a really good year last year, and we've our numbers have grown. We only had about 12 kids last year come out, and this year we had 24. So I think we're going to be able to have a uh, like a varsity JV middle school team this year. So I'm really excited about that. Nice. So well, that's great, man. That's from a small school. And I'm talking to Coach Mack about that. He was saying how the middle school kids. It's very important to have them up early and get them that varsity experience, which I think is pretty awesome. Yes, we do a lot, and we do a lot together. We practice together. Um, they do the same things we do, um, really focus on the same things that I consider important in my high school program and the middle school program. So I'm hoping that long-term will pay off. So as far as your middle school players, what are some things that you're trying to develop in them right now that you're looking for? Um, for me, the big thing is the, the ability to play catch, well handle the baseball um we're working on developing fundamentals on the mound uh they're making that jump from the smaller field to the um 60 feet six inch mound so we're learning pickoffs and all that stuff i'm just trying to get them to build a good foundation and um a fundamental so when they get to me we can work on you know getting stronger and developing velocity and maybe developing that engine a little bit more but if, I feel like if they're fundamentally sound when they get to me, it makes the process go a lot quicker. Yeah, building the engine. So do you all do anything as far as weightlifting or mobility or any work like that for your middle school? Uh, um, middle school, we've um, – it's and it's difficult for me because in middle school a lot of times the middle schoolers will, who are not playing anything else, and we have a ton of multi-sport athletes in Henry County because – just in a small school, it's the nature of the beast. If you don't share athletes, none of your programs are going to be very successful. Um, but we do a lot. If they're not playing basketball, they're usually in the weight room with my varsity guys, um, which I think is good to build the culture. They see those guys working, and um, my older guys have really bought into the weight room, and I think that's good. It's rubbing off on my younger guys. So we do – they go through the mobility, the um, arm care, the – weightlifting everything with my varsity guys if they're not playing basketball that presents a few challenges if they are but um we try to get them in there as early as we can yeah so i'm glad you said the driveline thing so as far as a question what are we looking for as far as middle school uh driveline's podcast i believe is december 21st edition talks about dr avery fagenbaum and what dr fagenbaum tried to do was he wanted to find out if if it was okay for middle school age kids, 12, 13 year olds to lift weights. And if it really like made the growth plate stop, move, stop, grow, made them like not grow, if it caused injury issues. 
And what they found is that it's actually more beneficial for middle school kids to start weightlifting. They have fewer injuries down the road. And if you really put common sense to it, it makes perfect sense because what they found is if you do, if you do like, if you run full speed and change directions, you actually put more stress on your knees than you do if you did like a 200 pound squat, back squat, which think about it, us being yeah. older men, 40 years old, if I told you, okay, I'm going to run full speed, stop, change directions, go the other way versus do like a 200 pound squat. I can tell you what's going to hurt my knees more. You know what I mean? I, 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 Absolutely. I mean, and we kind of know that, but yet whenever we tell, we, we try to put a, a 12 or 13 or 14 year old, if we said, okay, we're going to put on some Olympic lifts. I mean, think of all the parents and some of the coaches would be like, that's crazy. But yet plyometrics is actually more stress in the joints than is lifting weights. And so Kyle Bodie went out on this, uh, talked about that with one of his last podcasts about how kids should actually start lifting weights in middle school, 12, 13, 14. And also to build on that, um, Zach Deacon, who's the TCU strength coach, is one of the most well-renowned strength coaches in the country. I was getting ready to recommend that book. Oh, yeah. Maxis. <laughs> did you buy, did you get Movement to Maxis? Oh, Movement yeah, I do, Maxis? I do. I love it. Oh, that's uh, awesome. I have implemented all the stuff with my guys this year, and it's really paid off because um, early on we weren't seeing, you know, you see gains because just naturally kids haven't lifted weights before. They're going to get stronger. But I think when we started learning how to move the right way, it's really helped us actually offensively and pitching. My guys are using their core and uh, uh, hips better. It's I think it's vital to do that, and I'm, I'm really a believer in that. I bought in. Yeah, what got me was the fact that he had they had guys doing, you know, at TCU, which for most people that know that well, they were in the top, you know, college baseball programs in the country, along with yeah. Louisville and Oregon State and Vanderbilt. Yes. And um, anyways, what they found out is that the, they they slow cook their guys. So you'll you'll see videos on Twitter of their guys doing their one rep most max ever during the day of the Carl's World Series when they're supposed to play <laughs> the five hundred yes. pound deadlifts, and it's like. I mean, you want to be your strongest during the end of the season, not the beginning of the season. And and so that's awesome. So what else as far as that book have you all really found to incorporate in Henry County? Um, well, I think that was the um, – that's the big thing for me is I've struggled and it's an area I'm trying to grow in as a coach is struggled getting lifting in season. Uh, and I know yeah. it's important and you see guys like TCU and Arkansas and those guys in the College World Series, they're – they're deadlifting 500 pounds and going to play in a college world series game. Right. Of course. And, and I think, and that's one thing I think it's kind of helped me kind of develop a plan to continue to lift in season. And yeah. hopefully our guys will benefit and be stronger at the end of the year than we were at the beginning. And hopefully it'll pay off come postseason time. Yeah. One thing that Zach says, and it's a great quote, I actually pay, I, it's actually on the ABCA calls from clubhouse podcast. Whenever he's on there with the Arkansas strength coach, and they talk about um, no his own his own podcast. I'm sorry, but they talk about where is it better for that 12, 13, or 14 year old to have his 100th hitting lesson, or is it better for him to actually get stronger, move better, and be able to build, up, build that engine? As you said earlier with the engine phrase, you know, the stronger a kid is, he's gonna hit a ball harder, and so the more he can, maybe the more hip internal rotation he has, the more force production he can do. So. Oh. So as far as our middle school parents, what are we looking for? We're looking for kids that, of course, want to work hard, right? 
Absolutely. Yes, that's number one. <laughs> yeah, that's number one because you can't you can't coach energy and effort, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so I know we want guys that, that work hard, of course, that have a natural drive to get better, but also whenever they get in the weight room as a freshman or, or sophomore even, or even some of my eighth graders last year on our freshman team, they have a drive to get better in there, then that tends to transform the baseball field. What do you think about that? I 100% agree. I actually, um, my middle school coach, he has a now has an eighth grade son, and he they play a lot of travel ball in the summer, and he's he always asks me questions. He's like, what do you think is the most important thing I can do to help him get better? And I said, get in the weight room. Yeah. Um, because he's got to develop some strength before he can it's going to help him win everything in all aspects of baseball um i I preach that to and he was like he's like what can i tell my travel team and my middle school team guys to what should they work on this summer i was like weight room uh development um yeah don't play as much games but the weight room is would be the most important thing to me (laughs) yeah and you said build that engine i love that phrase i forget who's you got the engine, you got your barrel control guys, and you yes. got the guys with the big engine. I think that comes from, uh, I get it now, that comes from um, Air uh, Force's Coach Gillums. Yes, I think, yes, yes Coach Not Gillums, not Gillums I'm Force. sorry. Gillums is UK. I forget Air Force's guy, uh, but, but it's Air Force uh, hitting log on Twitter. Yeah, I, I follow him on Twitter, and I can't find <laughs> yeah. his name now, too, but he's a big engine. He preaches the engine. Yeah, several that's right. Of the, several of the hitting guys out there are, are engine guys. They preach that. Yeah, bit. that's what's so, parent People listening out there, parents, travel ball coaches, you really want it if, like he said, if the kid's got a got a little Nissan four 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 banger, you know, and you see he's swinging the same, you know, 27, 32 ounce bat a thousand times, it's good to be able to increase his force production. You know, do overload under overload underload bats, work on bat speed, strength, power. So if you're asking me as a, as a high school coach, yes, it's important to do the fundamentals. You know, taking the, of course the ground ball reps, um, yes. doing you know of course getting is the batting practice reps, but developing as an athlete you know moving and that's why one of the first questions i get i have a sophomore right now who who duke i got a phone call a few months ago duke's asking about him and they were, were talking about baseball and what how he does in the field and i was like well he's a really good basketball player actually and as soon as i said that the coach is like okay we're sold because they love those two sport athletes so two sport athletes absolutely and so do you have any yeah so as far as multi-sport athletes coach i want you to go and dive into that a little bit about also the importance of kids playing multi- multiple sports what's your experience with that oh i mean i grew up in spencer county which is an eighth region school and at the time it was a really small school i think we had I, we had about 400 when i graduated they've grown double, about doubled in size since then but i played uh, basketball and baseball i would have played football if we had it but we didn't have it until i graduated um but I think, as my own experience, it was it helped me become more athletic, playing more things. But as far as I encourage all my kids to play as much as I can. Um, like right. I said, in Henry County, we have to share athletes. If the best athletes need to play multiple sports, if we're going to be successful at all. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I have with some coaches at Henry County that that's not a problem at all. Coach Welch and Coach Wright, the football and basketball coach, are great to work with. Um, but I, I encourage it. I think not only prevents the overuse injuries, but I think it just develops your overall athleticism. And usually basketball or football builds toughness and some strength and agility. And then you have basketball, which builds some hand-eye coordination and some speed and some conditioning and side-to-side movement. So I think they all go hand-in-hand. And the more you can play and the more athletic movements you can 
develop within yourself, better baseball player you're going to be. Of course. And and I love this episode we're doing because it allows me as a physical therapist going to dive into, you know, what, what some of the mechanics and the, and the strengthening, of course, because as I tell my patients every day, hi, I'm Levi, Mr. Pain and Torture, not physical therapist, right? So you kind of get a kick out of that. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, and, but yeah, and so with the younger kids, a lot of the issues they have, we see as therapists is you have kids that can throw 70 miles an hour in the Little World Series. They throw, you know, 65 around North Oldham or whatever little leagues. And their body's growing so fast that, but yet they're coming with, there's a huge uptick in Tommy John surgeries as, uh, as a lot of physicians have, noted, have talked about in, in journal articles. But also one of the reasons why there's so much stress in the elbows is because of the lack of physical strength. So the weaker, when you have kids that are, you know, 12, 13, 14, they're growing rapidly and they're getting stronger. Or, I mean, they're they're able to generate more force production, but yet they ain't got the protection of their joints. So as a physical therapist, it's important that, as we've been talking about, for these middle school kids to get introduction to weight training, get introduction to how to move right, because they're growing so fast that their body doesn't know how to handle the stress. And that's one of the main reasons that uh, Dr. Fagenbaum, who Driveline refers to, says that, these kids are having so many injuries is because they're going out there doing plyometrics. They're doing agility drills, but yet they're not getting stronger, which helps protect their joints. Um, so anywho, so that's why it's, it's awesome. And, and it explains why Henry County wins so many games each year, because you guys are doing the street training and developing the kids, right? So as far as, um, your freshmen and sophomore kids, what's some of the things you kind of look for, as uh, in their development phases, um, and them. I mean, obviously, again, we're still trying to get stronger. I mean, I, we try to get stronger at all levels. Um, we're trying to develop bat speed. Um, I get so many kids, and I, I'm hoping it'll pay off now that we're really starting to work with middle school who come in who are I, they're good looking kids. They're six foot, six two, but they weigh a buck 40 soaking wet <laughs> yes yeah yep. the bat weight the bat swings them when they swing it so we're trying to eliminate some of that but um i look for kids and we again we're trying to build engines but we're also again trying to build fundamentals we're trying to get build swings and play games um not just look good on computers um we're trying to build pitchers that can throw strikes multiple pitches for strikes um and stay healthy um defensively we're trying to make you know if you're an outfielder, we're trying to build speed. We're learning, you know, all your fundamentals for outfield. And it's kind of just fundamental. And, and we just kind of – I kind of basically do it in phases. I have my middle school phase, my young phase, then my juniors and seniors. And I, you know, quite frankly, for over the years, I've had freshmen who star varsity um, quite often, actually. I think I've had one every year I've been at Henry County at least that has star yeah. varsity for them. Um, so, so their, their development's kind of sped up. Hopefully, but sometimes they're more physically um, developed than others at that age, anyway. So, yeah, and I know in the Louisville area that, uh, like, if you're trying to find somebody that can start working with your kids, I would highly suggest Eric Hammer, a Dallas Baptist. He does a great Baptist Health does a great job. He was actually a Louisville strength coach, and we heard him talk. And we heard him talk this this convention, didn't we, Coach? Yeah, he was there, and he he did a great job. And I've actually implemented. Since I got back from the convention, I was like, "We're we're implementing this quite a, quite a bit, especially some of his scapular work, work in the back, trying to develop that scapula and strength back there, and trying to build health." My big thing is I want to keep kids healthy, 
because it does me no good as a coach if they're hurt all the time. It right. does the kid no good. It does I don't do the student athlete justice if I'm not watching out for their health and taking care of them the best I can. Injuries obviously happen because things happen, but I want to do everything I can to prevent an injury from a student athlete if I can. Of course. And uh, also another big area I think that's important and Americans tend to get better at this in sports science, but is nutrition. And I know that uh, Kyle talked about how five years ago, most kids are still drinking juice as your main drink juice and like having like pop tarts for lunch. And now the last, this last year is the first time that now kids, no, I'm sorry. 10 years ago, kids are drinking juice and water. And then five years ago, they're, they're seeing more uptake in like water. Water is, is the first time water has taken over as the, the drink of choice for parents, which is awesome. Along with chicken, you know, and kids are eating more chicken, drinking more water. They get more protein, which, you know, back in World War II, the average soldier was like, you know, 5'9", 150 pounds. And, and now the average soldier is like 200 pounds, six foot. So you know, nutrition plays such a huge part in growing and getting stronger and, and just developing. And so as far as the middle school kids, do you guys talk about nutrition at all or things like that with, with all your athletes? I'm, and actually, that's a great question because I've really kind of folks, that's along with adding weight room stuff I've been preaching because we don't have a strength coach at Henry County. Um, right. Like probably most high schools in Kentucky don't. But um, So I've been trying to get stay on my kids about nutrition and kind of teach them what they're eating. Um, I can't even remember where I heard this, but somebody was like, just ask your kids how many calories they think they're eating a day. And so I did, and I had them write it down and I had them write down what they ate. And most of them were eating 2000 calories, maybe 2,500 if on, if they're eating some pretty junk food stuff. And I'm like, you're not going to gain weight by doing this as much as you're moving. We've got to start uptaking. So we really, and and I, unfortunately, at Henry County, we have a lot of lower income students. Well, of so course. We're, yeah. we're working, trying to eat healthier and get, get some more positive calories on protein on a budget. So we've been use, using the peanut butter sandwich diet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quite a bit. And I, I think some of our guys, That's we've awesome. seen, we've been doing that for about four months now. We've yeah. seen some weight gain in some of them. So. Yeah, we just started actually. So listening to Zach and a few other you know, strength coaches out there and how they talk about how they weigh their guys each week. So we just started weighing our guys. Now I got, I got to do a better job making sure we're consistent with it. But, you know, over the course of a season, especially during travel ball or during the baseball season, when kids stop lifting, stop working out, they tend to lose weight. And so, that makes sense, yeah. and so of course, when you lose, when you lose muscle mass, what happens? Your velocity goes down, bats get slower, you know, kids don't perform as well towards the end of the season, especially towards the end of the summer. So another recommendation that I would say as a, as a physical therapist and as a baseball coach, of course, would be to weigh your kids. You know, if your kid's losing weight throughout the season, they're five, 10 pounds less weight and they're supposed to be growing, getting bigger as a 16, 17 or 13, 14 year old. If they're losing weight, there's a, there's an issue there. Absolutely. Then that's a great idea. I'd, I'd read that in the book and thought that was a good idea, but I'm glad you re-brought it up because I'm gonna, we're, we're going to weigh ourselves tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we just <laughs> scale out tomorrow. I went to, yeah, I went to, uh, I went to home, I went to Walmart, bought a scale 
And I'm like, yep, so we got to make it do a good job. We did a Google Docs, Google Docs, my physical therapist, another guy on our staff who's kids of freshman, Patrick Myers, who we're so lucky to have. He is, uh, he's kind of taking over our strength coach role. And um, anyway, so we started doing a Google Docs, putting the kids' weights on there. And it's real simple. They start losing weight, then you and, and you start seeing the performance go down. Then it's it's not a it's not a training thing. It's a it's a nutrition thing. So that's okay. something that that parents should be aware of. Um, and also, okay. Eric Cressy has a great quote. It says, "Never bring a fitness solution to a fatigue problem." Yes, which, that makes that's a good quote. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I use it all the time in physical therapy. But as far so as far as. Um, like from the lower levels, coach, any advice you think of the guys like seven, eight, nine, ten years old, as far as you know how to prepare their kids for, you know, for high school baseball. Oh, this, you can get down to that young. The biggest thing I can say is have fun and let the kids play the game. Obviously, you want to teach them to play it the right way, and um, but don't get so fundamentally. We're not. I wouldn't recommend getting the iPad out every day and breaking yeah. down swings and pitching mechanics and everything as a seven as a seven eight nine year old kids need to start that's when they develop the love for the game i know that's when i did when i was that age playing little league i loved it and it grew with me but i think so much now and i and i know this has been harped on by everybody that kids play so many games and travel ball starts so young Mm -hmm. that burnout happens and i think your fatigue happens and i I heard about a kid the other day that I about had a heart attack from one of my teachers at school that said her kid was going to play on three different teams this summer. And I was like, yeah. please, please don't let him pitch for three different teams <laughs> as a nine-year-old. Yeah. Um, and- so I think, I think that stuff, just let them have fun. Teach them the fundamentals. Teach them to play the right way. But most importantly, let them have fun and be kids and learn to love the game. Yeah, that's, I'm glad you so said about that three-team thing. So when I was Eastall Middle School coach – the sixth grade year, we had a lot of kids on the little league team, you know, on the East Hill middle school team, and they were playing travel ball. And so the biggest thing with that is, is it's up to the parents and of course the players, but at that age, more like, more like the parents or the coaches. Yeah. yeah the parents that a kid should not throw more than hundred innings in a calendar year. If they throw more than hundred innings, then that's really, you know, if that's, that goes from youth league, to high school. Like my high school kids knew going into the summer, okay, and a couple of years ago, my stud, Tyler Morrison, who's now a freshman at Asbury, he was like 72 innings at the end of the high school year. Not last year, we had so many rainouts, but if you remember two years ago, I know we yeah, got we 30, played quite a bit. Yeah, we had 36 games in before, the, before the playoffs started, or 32, something like that. And uh, and Tyler had 72 innings going, in, going into summer ball. And I was like, dude, because he was about to be senior the next year, I'm like, you got 28 innings to throw this year. And so, throw this summer. And he played Legion ball, and he was frustrated because because one of our coaches was also on the Legion was a Legion coach, and so he's like, "You got 28 innings, make them last over you know four or five months." But that 100 inning mark is, is so important for parents to understand because once they go over 100 innings, and also make sure they take at least eight weeks off no throwing, and that's straight from Dr. James Andrews. If if you want to go out there and you can Google it, parents or listeners, if you put in James Andrews, uh, New York Times, there's a big article about how if a kid has over 100 innings a year plus he doesn't take off two months of non-throwing, then he has like a 270 percent chance of having an uh, elbow or shoulder injury. So I like to share that information as a as a physical therapist, of course. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know you're way smarter about the movement and stuff than I am. But I know that if you throw too much, you're going to get hurt. So and without rest, um, it's just the law of 
um, your body is going to break down. <laughs> yeah. And, and sure. so we, I try to shut my kids down. We don't really throw it all in, in, um, depending on, in, I have kids that play different things. So most of my kids play multiple sports. So the guys that are playing like football or soccer, I don't have an issue with. Yeah. It's the kids that don't play anything or basketball. I shut them down during basketball season. If they're not throwing just Buku's innings on a summer team from somewhere, but I don't have a ton of kids that play travel ball. I had more this year that played actually Legion ball over in Oldham County. Um, oh, yeah. with you, a lot That's of your right. guys. That's right. Yeah. It was still uh, at Legion ball back up trying to, Trying to follow the the Mac, you know, Coach Mac Whitakers and the, you know, the Coach Bill Millers. So I try to get the kids playing together more often. But of course, a lot of kids play travel ball with the Vipers and Ironman, and, that, and that's and that's awesome too. But 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 yeah, we definitely like to have the Henry County boys and Trimble County boys play with us at uh, in the Legion. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely! It's a great opportunity for our kids because, like I said, a lot of our kids can't afford to go play for a fifteen hundred dollar travel team. So that's right. Know, and and that, summer playing baseball on a budget's great. <laughs> That's right. And that's why my last point was that exactly like so. So middle school parents or kids of young guy of young parents of young athletes out there. American Legion is always an option to do, as I know a lot of those those teams have come back up. We have one in Oldham County, but just hit up your local Legion rep and they can tell you about Legion baseball. Um, and also just like Kyle Ripken. Kyle Ripken lets his kid play 50 games a year and that's it. And he's he's real, he's real vocal about that and just telling his parents like, look, 50 games a year for kids to play because they're not getting to develop if they're not practicing enough, you know, for every, I know every, some coaches like every one day of, of uh, every one game should be three days of practice. Something of that nature. I heard that quote somewhere anyway. <laughs> that makes sense to me. And I think, I think parents worry about exposure and getting, you know, if my kid's not playing on this so-and-so tournament or so-and-so showcase, they're not getting seen by college coaches. And you, you know, as well as I do that if they're good enough, College coaches are going to find them, or high school guys are going to coaches are going to promote them. I know I promote my kids. I'm sure you promote your kids. Um, oh yeah, and and anybody that I've had that's good enough that wanted to play has has had the opportunity to go play in college. That's right, coach. Well, hey, we are coming to the end of our 30 minutes. I hope this was informative. And uh, coach Dill, I appreciate you sharing this phone call with me and, and discussing all things travel ball, middle age development, and uh, I appreciate you having the call today, coach. I appreciate you having me. Thank you for what you're doing for our association in high school baseball. Wow. What a great episode with Coach Stuart Dill of Henry County. It's paramount or obvious that we are both on the same page as far as the importance of the weight room physical development, especially even at the middle school level. As we said, you have to ask yourself, coaches, what's more important? Games 37, 38, 39 during the summer, plus the, the spring season, or getting your kids stronger or getting them move better, just learning how to be more efficient with their movements. Because a lot of times kids that are stronger, they're stronger because they move more efficiently, not because they are physically stronger as far as their potential, Whereas a lot of kids that are weaker just don't know how to move correctly. They may have more quads develop, the more quad dominant with their deadlifts versus your hamstrings or their back and just learning the proper sequencing, which can take, honestly, if you go to ericgressy.com, one of the first videos he has on there is how to deadlift correctly. It may seem very minor, but that, that the deadlift 
is the most important lift as far as baseball development from a strength coach, physical therapy coach that transfers to the baseball field. So getting your kids stronger, learning to move better is, is very important. I know me as a high school coach, that's one of the first things we do with my, our freshmen. They come in in the fall and they do the same lifts, the same five core lifts that, that Zach talks about at TCU. Zach Dakin, again, is a book we refer to during our podcast, Movement Over Maxes. There's five lifts they do. It's a deadlift. They do a front squat, bench press, inverted row, and also a um, a rotational series like med ball toss, plank, some of that nature. So learning how to move correctly is so important, especially for starting off the middle school age. So that's why that study by that driveline refers to by Dr. Fagenbaum is huge. It's paramount that, that kids at 9, 10, 11 years old, he put on Olympic lifts and found out that years down the road, they were actually healthier, had less injuries, whereas plyometrics, which I know me, I was surprised. Think about if you have people doing directional training, speed training, when they're 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, actually puts more stress on your joints than does a back squat, which makes perfect sense. As we re- referenced in the episode, uh, like I said, if I go out, run full speed up the hill right now, turn, stop, turn directions to run back, common sense tells me it's going to hurt my knees. But if I do a 200-pound squat, it's going to actually, my knees feel fine. So that was very informative. I hope that helped some of you coaches out there. I know it helped me out when I listened to the uh, the episode on driveline. And as a physical therapist, it made perfect sense. So we want to make sure we train our kids smarter. Also, Arnold Schwarzenegger, which I'm a big fan of, as my players know, once said that you need four walls and a floor to get a good workout. So starting off with body weight squats first, push-ups, inverted rows, which is an upside-down pull-up. You can do that almost anywhere. You can be creative with that. You can do that with almost zero dollars just in your house. And, and, and the sequence for that, which we didn't get to a lot with our podcast, is if you can, you want to start off with a, like a dumbbell or a kettlebell doing a bodyweight squat. And then from the kettlebell, once they do squats and they do like deadlifts, then you progress to a dumbbell or dumbbells. And from dumbbells, you go from a barbell. And some of the coaches out there and be like, wow, I don't know where to start. It's amazing what YouTube can teach you. You go to YouTube, put in TCU baseball. It will show you all the things you've got to know as far as Zach's five core lifts. Movement over maxes. Great book. It talks about the importance of moving correctly, moving efficiently, and then that translates to the baseball field. It's, it's no coincidence that once Zach took over as strength coach at TCU – they started reaching College World Series, and they have guys doing 500-pound deadlifts the same day they were supposed to play in College World Series games. I don't know, me as a, as a head baseball coach, that got my attention. And, of course, Zach has presented at the uh, ABCA conference along with Arkansas strength coach, which I can't think of his name right now. But anyways, so you want to – middle school coaches, youth league, you want to know what, what's more important at, at an early age, it's development. Now, of course, it's important to play games. Kids love games. You want to make sure you're playing games, having fun, but have that balance. If they're playing games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four games on Saturday, five games on Sunday, or two games, whatever it is, I mean, don't be surprised by the time they're a freshman in high school, they're like over baseball because they played 9,000 games. So as a parent, 
Make sure you're monitoring their weight. If they're like I said, when think about it, when you're 13, 14, 15, you should be gaining weight each year, gaining weight each month. You should be losing weight. If you're losing weight, then obviously nutrition is something you may need to look into. Um, if they're not getting stronger throughout the year, throughout the season, which is hard to do because when kids are playing games, running out with their friends, playing basketball with their friends, nutrition is so important. So in review, let's make sure our kids are getting plenty of nutrition, plenty of protein, eating healthy, drinking water. Along that with introductory strength training, YouTube, movement over maxes, TCU, the research is out there, the information is out there. My smartphone makes me almost as smart as my wife, <laughs> as she would say, but it's getting there. But uh, anyways, so make sure your kids are working on development at the at the youth levels, but also having fun, you know. And from when it comes to six, seven, eight, nine, ten year olds, like Coach Stuart Dill said, baseball should be fun. Baseball's at a huge disadvantage because a lot of our practices are, you know, one kid's hitting. Or they're not a game-like setting as much as they should be. Basketball, football, most of their practices are based on games. So kids, of course, love it. Playing basketball, you're playing two-on-two, three-on-three, five-on-five. A lot of their practices are, are game-like. Whereas baseball, it's not. You're taking ground balls, you're running bases, you're taking batting practice. It's not a game setting. So at, at, the, at the younger levels, it's important for kids to have fun, important for them to not – be in a, a practice environment where it's one kid hitting, eight kids standing around. So if you're a youth league coach, bring your get your dads involved, the other people involved to make sure practices are fun because that's where we tend to lose a lot of kids. You know, a lot of every kid it seems like plays little league baseball, but we lose them when compared to other sports because other sports tend to be more fun at practice. So that being said, thanks for listening. We were almost at a thousand listeners on Anchor, iTunes. So make sure you like us, subscribe us, share us to the coaches as it's helping us grow the association, helping us spread the knowledge and and, and sharing information from some, some of the top coaches in, in the state of Kentucky. Also, next episode, I'm excited to announce we have Rick Arnold, Trinity's head baseball coach, on, our, on the podcast tomorrow. And I had the pleasure of playing Rick uh, for the first time two years ago. We went to Trinity. They were the number one team in the state in 2017. And I remember I stepped on the field and I was like, man, these guys are beasts. The third baseman had bigger traps than I did. He had huge quad muscles. And the catcher was going to Louisville. I was like, man, these guys are men compared to us. We were like some little pipsqueaks. And so I knew right away that they had a huge physical advantage over us, just their presence on the field. And, of course, all their outs were, I swear, they are 300 feet fly ball outs and we were we were actually had a five two lead throughout most of the game and ended up losing six to five in the last inning but it was a great game and um since then uh me and coach Arnold have been in contact and, and we've had some some great games the last couple of years. So we're gonna have Rick on tomorrow and we're gonna continue this conversation about development and about the things he looks at as far as what does Trinity baseball do as far as developing their players, things they're looking for the first couple of years. So we'll continue this conversation and, of course, dive into all things Trinity Baseball. So that being said, make sure you like us, like us, share, subscribe, thumbs up on Anchor. Thanks for listening and never stop learning.